On this episode of the Real Life Caddy podcast, myself and Neil will start off by sharing caddy stories from the past week. We are now both back in the grass, and boy, did we have our work cut out for us. Bad tempers, bad golf, and rudeness of the highest level. Welcome back to Caddy Life, boys. We will then turn our attention to the exemption criteria for this year's US Open, before discussing the exemption list for the PGA Tour in general. Would fewer exemptions be good for the sport? And would Monday qualifying become televised? We Neil gives us an update on the Ryder Cup, and then we have a look at the mailbag and an interesting bell end of the week. This podcast is sponsored by our new wine partner, Cult Wines. We have a fantastic offer for our listeners, so I'm sure you will look forward to that. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey man, can you help me with my golf swing? Oh yeah. I got this little problem. I got the hooking the ball, hooking the ball. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Real Life Caddy podcast. This one is called Doctors, Nurses and Cheaters. Wow, what a combo. What a combo. You got you got me intrigued. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll get on to more of that. I am actually very happy to announce that this podcast is sponsored by our new partner, right? We now have a, a wine partner, Neil. Wow, I love it. Yeah. Now, now we're starting to get the good products. Yeah, huh? it's called <laughs> it's called Cult Wine. Okay. Right? It's made up in uh, Napa Valley. Perfect. And uh, I'll talk more about that at the end, but, you know, caddying is kind of like a cult. Yeah, that's a good fit. Yeah. It's a good fit. So it's a I good like fit. It. So yeah. at the end of the show, uh, we have a, a great discount code for all of our listeners out there, so we'll give a wee bit more information about Cult Wine at the end of the show. We uh, enjoyed some of that the other day at the barbecue, huh? We did. Very good. Yes. Well, yes. Maybe uh, one or two bottles. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Overserved, but interesting. I'll go Still, on. Uh, Still work on that Tito sponsor though for me, huh? Yes, I will. Okay, oh, yes, thanks. I'll never give up on the, on the Tito. <laughs> don't, don't give up on that one yet. I love the cult wine one, but you know we can branch out. What about Kirkland? Would you? That's fine. With that? yeah, Take that's, anything. It's great goose. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not picky. Uh, myself and Neil were back at work. Actually, Mike as well, but we'll get on to him in a second. Sure. And uh, interesting, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, back on the grass, my first loops. Yeah. I mean, four days in a row I worked. I, I was exhausted this morning, man. Yeah. I was like, thank goodness I'm not working today. Get to do the podcast and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, but boy, yeah, uh, kind of a little bit creepy out there, huh? Yeah. Wearing the masks and all and signs everywhere, six feet, don't do this, do that, wash your hands. I felt like I was like in the, the DMZ, North Korea, South Korea. Just like, <laughs> where, what? <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> Stay away, Neil. Don't do that. Yeah. Crazy. It was no, no touching flags. No touching flags. No touching golf clubs. No touching golf clubs. Uh, we're not really in rakes. No raking. Just like usually we're like, okay, hey, I'll get this bunker this time. You get the next one. Yeah. Instead, we're just kind of looking at each other like, hey, mm. good luck yeah. <laughs> to the player, you know. So it felt odd, right? Yeah. Uh, not, not even foot wedging. No foot wedges. No foot wedges. Might get COVID there too. I, I'm 6'2", so does that mean that at six feet distance, maybe I probably could. You definitely couldn't, but. Yeah, we kneel. You'd be like, no, yeah. <laughs> but very strange. Quicker rounds. Uh, a couple of days were a little quicker. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to touch with that pin, and you don't have to rake bunkers. That it's definitely was quicker. Well, one, one day was a little slower, but I was amazed how fast we breezed through the first couple of days. Yeah, it's. If, yeah, I don't. You, you know what I said the last episode. I, I don't like it. It's don't really. Caddying uh, can be seen as a pretty easy job anyway, but you really do yeah. feel as if you're stealing money. To be honest, I was feeling a little, a little bit guilty. 
Uh -huh. I, I never got paid so much to do so little. Yes. <laughs> one, one thing I thought, which it's I had like, a, okay. a bit of a laugh when I was looking at you and, and the other caddies myself, I actually felt as if it was a, like a scene from ER. Yeah. You know, Doctor Dr. Big G being assisted by Nurse Neil. Nurse Neil here. Uh, doctor, you need a scalpel? Yeah. Uh, actually, thanks to producer Mike, we we had an easy loop to, you know, easy group to get back in. Huh? Oh, yeah, that was no problem. No, no stress at yes. all. Nurse Neil, please pass me the scalpel. I need to slit my wrists. Yeah. No, that was on the first hole. That was the first hole. A four day job. <laughs> yeah, we need to move on to that now, huh? Oh yeah, let's do it. I, uh, I, I enjoyed that too much not yeah. to talk about it. How many? So how many years you carried? Uh, we're going on twenty now. Twenty now. Yeah. I started ninety five, so this is year twenty six. Okay. So I've I've come across my fair share of of people, you know. Yeah. Um, one individual in the good, group. Good, bad, and the ugly, right? The good, bad, and the ugly, right? Yeah. Well, let's call him Barry, right? Not oh. his real name, but fair enough. We'll call him Barry. Flustered in the first tee, try to change bags. Because you know, they push carts and trying mm. to change the bag out. Wasn't, wasn't going well. Everyone's already teed off. And I guess I should be, you know, sort of feel good that he allowed me to read the, the first putt. Yeah, it was a tricky one too. A tricky one. Downhill, yeah. slider. and One of the fastest on the course. We've always said it. Any golfer out there, really, you need to know, right? Speed and line. Choose your speed, then choose your line. So as a caddy, we'll try and tell you, you know, what to do. But it's all about the speed. So Barry, I tell him it's a foot outside the right. Just nudge it, hit it yeah. a little less than halfway. Well, hard to describe a, a, a 20% putt, right, yes. of the total. So he, he rams it, of course, four feet by. He turns to me and says, listen, I, I'll, I'll read the putts myself today. If I have an issue, <laughs> I'll ask you. So that lasted all of one hole because on the next hole... He, he's then asking you. Yeah. I, I, the one good thing about the mask, I was busting up when he was chopping, your, chopping you up there, buddy. Yeah. I was laughing so hard in my mask. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. Get, get, first read, and this is, is first he's, already, he's already oh, slaughtered. No. I thought, oh, dear. So we get uh, second hole. I'm, I'm with one of my other player, and then uh, Barry's up, you know, and, he, and he's asking Neil for the read. Right? Ridiculous. Yeah. Get to the third hole, he now asks me again. And I says, well, it's all in the pace. And he turned to me and he says, yes, that's right. It's all there about pace. Hey. Oh, okay, we're making progress You're starting here. to bond. Four through 12, no problem, huh? Pretty good. Cool. Yeah. It was okay. You're right. Surviving. A little, little bit of petulance, but I haven't been chewed out. Hits a great drive in 13, remember this? Mm -hmm. Right. Captain Butterlove, you know, one of my favorite loops of the year. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, one of your tops. He's, he's you know, he has some great sayings. Yeah, one of very them, good. One of them is when he hits a drive, great drive, he says, hashtag Boom Biscuit. Mm, boom Biscuit. Who yeah. doesn't like Boom Biscuit? That's, that's, yeah, it's simple, catchy. I like yeah. it. Boom Biscuit. So I say Boom yeah. Biscuit. And, it's, and, it's supposed to lighten up the mood, right? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. What does Barry do? What the F is Boom Biscuit? <laughs> oh, okay. Good talk. So, you know, I, Neil's there. He's laughing. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing under my mask again. Yeah. I'm explaining what Boom Biscuit is and all the other uh, bits and pieces. Oh, I quite like that. Get to 14. A marshal comes and speaks to me. Barry says, are we in trouble? I went, no, he just wanted to tell me that, you know, your last drive, boom biscuit. So he shakes his head, whatever. Get to the green, putt for birdie. Now, as caddies, we always talk about it. We give disclaimers, don't we? Yeah, sure. Just got to uh, head your bets a little, let's we say. We have to cover our backs. Left edge, firm. Ball outside if you want to drop it. That's it. Pace, choose your pace, choose your line. There you go. So Barry asks me what the, the putt is. Mm. and I tell him he says a ball and a half on the right I says well if you drop it yes 
if your farmer hit it on the edge. That was too much information. <laughs> he, he flips out. Yeah. Too much information, too much. And then he, he just starts like having a go at me about uh, chips in the pocket or something. And I'm uh, looking at you. And I'm going, oh, man. Nurse Neil is laughing under his mask again. Yeah, yeah again. And, and I gave you another scalpel. Yeah, sometimes it's fun, isn't it, when you see your colleagues getting a hard time? Oh, uh, well, you know. I, I think I, it is, it's, it? Yes, it's funny. Well, of course, <laughs> but Barry has no chance of making this putt now, and guess whose fault it is? Oh, well, yeah. yes, it's mine. Oh, yeah. At oh, which yeah. point he then he turns to me and says, F your boom biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's uh, not my boom biscuit, but hey, yeah. I'll, 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 get, I'll go and do that. So I think actually going, because we have to thank Mike for the four days of torture. Yeah, well, then the, the next day, Suddenly, I'm, I was Barry Scotty oh. for the rest of the week. How did that work out? I don't remember drawing straws, guys. Well, he was. Remember, he was saying, "I'm not asking you again. I'm, oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not asking you." Pointing at me, and then yeah. we get to 17. He actually asked, asked me. Then we get kind of get an apology. Yeah, yeah. We turn up day two, and we make a decision. I'm not carrying for yeah, Barry. Executive decision. We Nurse Neil is going to be taking you know that one. I usually handle the problem child. He wasn't <laughs> problem I, children. He wasn't happy with that either, was oh. he? But you guys. You know, much better. I, I learned the hard way with him. Just the, less is more for sure, right? Mm. One hole uh, we were on, was it uh, par five? Uh, there's a lake on the left. He's 260 yards to the hole. Right. Uh, 160 to the lake. And I, that's all I said. I said, hey, uh, Barry got 260 and 160 to the lake. And then I walked away, as usual. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I turn around and I see he's got, a, he's got like a three wood. I'm like, out of the rough. I'm like, what is he doing? Didn't get the message, huh? <laughs> Boom. Pull left straight in the water. Go oh, dang it. I didn't want to know anything about the water. That's all I was thinking about. Why'd you say that? I'm like, I'm in the I'm in the penalty box for like yeah. three holes. I don't say anything to Barry. I was amazed, to be honest, that I could do it. Oh, I, I was with Mike that day and he's like, Wow, you're doing good. You didn't say anything since seven. <laughs> you get cursed for the water ball. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mike was actually He's in the naughty boy corner today because that was what he put us through for four days. That was tough. Um, yeah, he got a little burn though too. Oh, he got yeah, big he time. had a little cinch oh. too. So uh-huh. we, this round we went all the way through. Barry's happy actually. You know, he's he's doing fine. But I was doing something else with the other player, and Mike was up by the pin, and Barry's got this really tricky putt on eighteen, straight down the hill, grease lightning, grease Fa- lightning. always faster yeah. than it looks. But the first thing you know, sure enough, Barry asked Mike for a read. First thing Mike said, oh, very, very quick. Less than half. Barry hits it. Boom. Off the green. <laughs> I'm like, when, when Barry asked him for a read, I was like, the slow motion deal. I'm like, no, Mike, you're on 18. Shut up. You had to get in there. So I, I, those are two reads I enjoyed this week. Gordon's on number one, first day, and first Mike's day. on the 18th. Oh, Off the green. Incredible. Uh, it was faster than that, Mike. Wh- did you see any of the, uh, what I love with this group with the, the rules violations, right? A little infraction here and there. Uh, everyone is so <laughs> bothered about everyone else cheating. Yeah. And then you watch them themselves. Incredible. Yeah. So no, there's no rakes in the bunkers, okay? Yeah. So what we have is a situation where you can roll it. It could be in a footprint. Sure, you, right? you're supposed to. Well, I watched one. We'll call him Alan, right? Alan is on 18 and he's up right up against the lip of the bunker, right? Normal you know, state of play, sand wedge out. Absolutely no shot. Yeah. Takes the two to three club. He, no one else is watching. I watch him. He picks it up, you know. Wiggles and he over. Places it. Wiggles over. Like a- In the middle of the trap and ends up hitting a hybrid out of it. You're just going, oh, you've got to be kidding me. But 
you know, justice was served because you put it out of bounds in someone's garden. Perfect. Um, the anger for four days. Yeah. Quite incredible. Um, there'll be a guy listening. Hopefully, he's called. He's named. He's known as Rude. Right. Rude. Okay. Rude. Rude. Yeah. Rude. And it's, it's so funny because he's the rudest of all. Yeah. Was <laughs> you know, oh, that the guy they were yelling for at? He was. Yes. <laughs> yes. On the on the park. Imagine that. He was. But you guys did that to us twice. Yeah. Rude. Rude <laughs> is over a putt. You know, on a par three. Uh. Our group starts screaming at him. Yeah. Right, right when he's about ready to strike yeah. it. He but was so the, angry. Pull the trigger. He then pulls the flag out and leaves it in the ground. Yeah. It just, and you're going, friends? And I, but I was like, I can't touch a COVID caddy here. Yeah, it's I can't incredible. Do anything. My hands are tied. So, and, and he goes, <laughs> he, he calls everyone else rude. And you're going, uh, you're the king of rudeness. Uh, you know what I mean? You, you invented rudeness. It's, it's, it's uh, pure genius. He lost his mind in number you should nine. should him a hat, really. I will. I'll make, I'm hashtag rude. Hashtag rude. And send one to Barry. Hashtag boom biscuit. Yeah, I oh, <laughs> would love that. Yeah, that would be funny. They would, they would think that's funny. Producer Mike is carrying for rude, and Mike can't do anything right, right? Because this is the thing. These guys. I think it's always funny how a 16, 17, 20 handicapper will tell us that a ball didn't break. Yeah. Now that's off the hypothesis that. They're hitting a pure putt out the middle of the, the putt every single time. Which very few of us do. So, so Rude, he's pulling it, pushing it. There's no consistency. Mike tells him, hits it inside right. And I think he, he just says, no, I'm hitting it straight at it. He's like, okay, well, you were warned. Of course, pulls it, misses it. He, he you know, obviously throws a little rudeness out. Then he swipes the flag stick. He with the putter, oh, he wow. went after it. He nearly wow. snapped it. Damn! Baseball right. swing. I was like, <laughs> "Why are we? Why are we doing this again, folks?" Because we want to go out and have fun with friends. Yeah, but in the end, you know, with these guys, I I did ten years ago. I couldn't have done what I did the last few days. Yes, yeah. I would not saying anything like we talked about with tour caddies. Sometimes you get called in, right? Yeah, it's it's hard for me. I couldn't have done it ten years ago, but I did learn that. Less is more sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, I, I got used to it. Yeah, with Barry, it just it was obviously just, you know, oil and water for myself and, and him. Maybe I was having a bad day. He, I'm sure he's not. He's, he's a decent lad. I was trying to do the disclaimer. I was trying yeah. to cover myself because I'm on I'm on eggshells. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you have to feel it out, right? Like uh -huh. the last day, uh, first tee with Barry again and his uh, son. And I'm talking to his son on the tee. Just give, you know, he says... Barry yells over, hey, he doesn't want to be bothered today either. I'm like, well, I got to stand somewhere. Jeez. I'm like, well, this is going to be the easiest day of my life. I, it, it was. I just cruised around. I gave yardages. And crazy. if they asked something, I, I told it. But if I, they didn't I, ask, I just kept walking. I'll tell you what. It's 10 years ago, I'm going to say I couldn't have done it. Two years ago, I would have couldn't wait till the last four holes were over or maybe not gone back the next day because yeah. I have that choice. Yeah. Do you know what now? I almost enjoyed the last four holes because I knew that we're doing the podcast and it was going to perfect. be content for us. Perfect, perfect content. I love so, it. So yeah, no, fantastic. It. All good. We got to, we got to get our, our sea legs back a little bit. You know. Yeah. That was Pro good. Producer Mike, you know, he owes us one. Yeah, a couple you know, pints. We'll I'd, have, I'd have thought a couple of bottles of cult wine actually might. There you go. Yeah, that might take the take the edge off. But yeah, that was uh, that was doctors, nurses, and cheaters. Absolutely fantastic. Love it. So we're back. Uh, the meat and gravy of this podcast. It's going to be about the U.S. Open exemptions. We're going to talk about that in the next segment, along with a, a little bit of news about the Ryder Cup. And then the exemptions of the PGA Tour in general, the top 125. Yeah, lots going on there. Four! The U.S. Open is coming in mid-September, which is something to look forward to, being played at Wingfoot. Yeah, Wingfoot. One of, the, one of the classic venues, right? Yep. The USGA have just come out with 
recently with their, their exemption list of how they're going to create the field. Yeah, because it's the first time ever, I think, like everything else since World War II, that they haven't yeah. ha they're not going to have qualifiers. Yes. Which was one of the great parts of the U.S. Open, huh? It's yeah. just it, pay your entry fee and have a handicap of like two point or lower yeah and tee it up see if you can make the big show right yeah i real disappoint because it, it, loads of stories all over the country you know great great stories i guess all over the world actually because it's uh qualifying all over the world absolutely yeah no it's it's the ultimate cinderella story right yeah like it, it, we've seen some great efforts by people that qualified uh, from the criteria neil you know i'm seeing things the the past 10 us open winners uh past four masters winners the past six PGA Championship winners and the past five Open Championship winners. Yeah, they're I think standard, what, huh? What they're yeah, basically what they're trying to do is get a, a representative mix of what they usually would get. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to include you know some amateurs, some lower ranking uh, PGA pros, right? Like Corn Ferry Tour has some exemptions there. Yeah, but I think they're just take, taking a look at their general stats on what they would usually get, which, you know, a lot of the young guns, the collegiate guys, they all, they get in, they, they dominate those things. Right. If it's not for the other PGA pros that are in the event that are qualifying. But yeah, I think that's their basic concept is try to get a mix of what they would usually you, get. Yeah. You'd end up with what, between 15 and 20 arms. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. You have the 2019 us junior amateur champion. That is a Preston summer haze. All right. Nice. So, the 2019 Mark McCormick medal winner. And that's a Cole Hammer from Texas. Well, we heard ha about him. Hammer huh? time. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good player. Is he? Yeah, he was. Uh, well, what did he do? He uh, he made it to the quarters and lost the or the semis, I think, and lost to Hovland okay. in the amateur here. Tell me, he made a hell of a match. What for the for the listeners uh, and for myself? What is the Mark McCormick medal? Who is Mark McCormick? I've heard of Mark McGuire. Uh, I think it has something to do with the best amateur player in the United States. Okay. Yeah, is that correct? Right. Okay. Lovely. Well, there you go. Um, so every day he's, is he's a, got some skills. Every day is a school day. Yeah. Uh, we get the British amateur champion, the 2019 amateur champion. That's a James Sagru. Sagru from Ireland. Okay. So doesn't sound Irish. It doesn't sound very <laughs> Irish. And and Mike, Mike Flanagan. We'll call James him Flanagan. I could we're buy. Not, we're not going to call him producer Mike. We're going to call him Naughty Mike after the uh, the four days that he put us through of rudeness uh, because he's also put in here. He defeated a Ewan Walker. Ah, oh, guess where Ewan Walker's from? Sounds a little bit Scottish. There you go. So, <laughs> and very... does Ewan get to go? No, he doesn't get in. Really? He's only the winner. Ouch. I think the US Open, it, normally it's the runner up as well. Okay. But the British Amateur, they only ever allow Well, that's, that's the... proper then because the US golfers are much better in general. Wow. Wow. Very, very naughty. <laughs> Naughty Nurse Neil. Naughty Nurse Neil. Isn't it funny? We've, we we were had four days of purgatory in the golf course, and now you're becoming yeah. angry like them and, we, and, and very do, spiteful. Do we have to decipher? Is it the Open Amateur or the British Open Amateur too? Is it yeah. going to just be the we have we have USM and the British Am? The top five money leaders from the KFC Tour. I like that. That's nice. a, that's a nice call. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I, they're going to give like. Uh, the next tour events between now and then, I think there's five or six more for the PGA. They're top two in each event. Right. We'll, we'll get through if they're not on one of the lists already. And then also top three in the PGA. So top, what, 
it sounds it sounds like there's going to be about twelve hundred people playing this thing. Well, like, right how, now they right now they have eighty four in. So. 80, so how how does it work in the PGA Tour? How many of the top? How many in the uh, seventy? Seventy. It, it was supposed to be sixty, and then uh, they actually increased that to seventy, which helped our buddy McPhil. Oh, McPhil yeah, again. Yeah, McPhil was number sixty one as of March fifteenth. Next one. He was out, and he said he wasn't going to take a, any special exemptions, and now he's now he's in. So. Uh-huh. McPhillip still has a chance. I, I've We're all actually, rooting for that, right? I'll get to this. It's further down the list, but uh, he actually the he gets in. He was going to get in for the the best calf muscles. Oh in yeah. Golf, so <laughs> Over, overwhelming. Yeah. The, if I was number seventy one or number seventy two on the PGA Tour Order of Merit, we'll call it right the money list. I'd be raging um, when I see that the top two in the Jap- Japan Tour Order of Merit get in. Well, yeah. Who are they? (laughs) Player or not player? In fact, you actually have the order of merit winners. And that's kind of funny. We were laughing with with Naughty Mike earlier on about how they call it the order of merit. Yeah. As opposed to the money list. It's like very very regal. Yes. The order of merit winners from the Asian tour, the Sunshine tour. Do you know where the Sunshine tour is? Uh, South Africa. Oh, South Africa. Yes. Lots of sunshine down there. Yeah. Uh, The Australasia tour. Like... Wow, Man. that's a little bit of a stretch. That is a stretch. What What about the Cactus Tour? Oh, the Cactus the... Tour and the Outlaw Tour, yeah. Uh-huh. I think the top 10 get in there. Top so. 10, okay. Renee Page should be in there. Uh, Page <laughs> Renee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the top three finishers from the PGA Professional Championship, and that's played in July. I like that. So That's, that's a nice touch because that's, that's really hard to do. And those guys are top three, five guys in there are, are very good. Tell me... Would you make any changes uh, to the, that exemption list? Uh, that exemption list? I don't know. I would. I would be thinking. Well, what about our our boy Gibby? Oh, <laughs> Gibby Gilbert. Is, is there any exemptions in there for him? Did we check? Uh, uh, let me see. Hold on. I think uh, down the list. Yeah. No. There's no exemption for finishing in the top hundred in the 1992 Chattanooga Classic. <laughs> Darn it. I just got the newsflash from Naughty Mike. Naughty. I'll tell you. I'll I tell thought you. that would be exempt. If, if anyone from the USG is listening, which I are highly unlikely, but if you are, if you can find it in your heart to help out our boy, Gibby Gubba. Yeah, come on. He, uh, he was balling in the 1992 Chattanooga Classic. Yeah, he, he, he deserves it. Listen, Neil, if, if you're, you're the Order of Merit winner on the Sunshine Tour, yeah. you know, our boy, Gibby, needs to get I in. agree. You know, something's got to be done about it. Perfect. We need to get this guy in the grass eventually. Um, this this would be a, a, something I've always wanted to talk about. Actually, when we're talking about exemptions, how do you feel about the sort of the top 125 exempt list on the PGA Tour? Right. Um, well, I mean, anyone that can finish in the top 125, I mean, boy, you're you're a damn good golfer, right? You could, yeah, a good golfer. But here's does it diminish from you know the the desire to win, right? Maybe a little bit. Right. I so mean, we, I got some stats here now, right? Yeah. 125th on the money list last year, right? Won 865 grand. Okay. 865,000, right. sorry. Right? Okay, yeah. Second place at this year's AT&T, right? It paid 850,000. All right. So basically, you finish second once, you're... Second once. couple top 20s, you're in, right? And you get your tour card. Now, surely if we were to say... I, I would love to see maybe the top 10 get in. Yeah. And then you have Monday qualifier. Well, yeah, that I mean, it might be a little more complex, a little tough to do that if you have too many guys on 
on Monday qualifying. Okay, well, we'll top 50 get in and then there's a bunch. You would watch it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, Man, golf, Monday qualifiers. Golf perverts all over yeah. the world would be golf, watching, you know. Top, like if, yeah, I mean, usually what only like, what, how many guys get in on the Monday qualifiers? Like three, two? It's very few, huh? Depending on the venue. That's it. It's a handful. It's really hard. I think that'd be I mean, wonderful. And a lot of times those guys will come out and do pretty good because yeah. they're, they're sharp, obviously. Well, we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when the likes of, say, Russell Henley, yeah, who okay. has, has virtually done nothing in the last couple of years, has getting, getting bumped because some European players, are, you know, they, they want to play. They have to play, so they, they get bumped out. Yeah. And I just think that the Monday qualifier would be wonderful. Yeah, if, it's, a, it's a valid point. It makes, makes guys a little more cutthroat, a little more competitive, right? Yeah, maybe, I, maybe whittle it down to top 75 or something like that. Yeah. I think I think it'd be have good. at it. Uh, what about if first place paid your sort of one point two, one point five million, whatever, and then second through sixth, they all played the same, paid the same. Oh, so like if you're encouraging guys to get more aggressive. Yes. Uh, not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's you know, what's a few hundred grand to those guys? <laughs> <laughs> second, yeah. Oh well, I still made six hundred thousand. Well, ask ask Kutcher, you know, yeah. every penny's a prisoner. Yeah, no, it's it's not a bad idea. You could, uh, you, and then you could have like five through ten pay the same, ten mm-hmm. through twenty. But uh, yeah, it would it'd be more for the top guys yeah. going for the win, right? I, I just I just think it would make make for a more enjoyable that tournament. Is you know get more qualifiers in, you know because the, the PGA Tour like it's their idea of innovation is to come up with a, a tournament like the Zurich. Yeah. Where they team up? Well, who's yeah. interested? Who's interested in that? Not uh, even you watch that, do you? I, I actually have never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, one guy just gets a free win for playing with John Rom. That's it. <laughs> just gifted. You know, so I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think it, it would really benefit. Um, not a bad idea. If they if they actually Monday qualifier, that, that would be a great. I'd probably even watch that. A little more competition is what we're looking for. I like it. You know, Gibby might have a chance. Yeah, we'll see. One last thing before we move on is uh, the Ryder Cup. Is there any information about that? Uh, yeah, I, I think nobody still knows, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I think uh, the past Monday there was an article in The Guardian that absolutely was going to be postponed to 2021. Mm-hmm. But now that it still hasn't been confirmed. So I don't think the players want to do it without fans. I don't think anyone wants to watch it without fans, to be honest. I mean, that's that's pretty much the deal with Ryder Cup, right? The first tee, the, the atmosphere, I mean... I can understand. I heard Roy said, no, I definitely would not do it without fans. So the, the their product is, isn't is worth watching unless there's fans at the event. That's kind of weak, isn't it? Yeah, but that event is pretty special, huh? My my good pal, Sean, um, Sean Wiseman, he sent me a text message, right? So Andrew Coltart, who I used to work for, he was on Sky Sports. Right? Oh, nice, was, yeah, your old yeah, boy, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. he was talking about the Ryder Cup. Is that the guy that you took the rain gear out? That's it, yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, what did he have to say about it? Oh, classic. This Must is be influential. cringeworthy, right? He's, he actually said that with everything going on in the last few months, he said he reckons that golf, golf, the Ryder Cup could heal the world. Heal the world? <laughs> like, we'll all, we'll all join hands and sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Ryder Cup. So rubbish. The Ryder that's, Cup could heal the world. That's Wait, not, that's what is he smoking? I don't know. But um, I want some. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, so we'll hopefully here get a decision in the next week or so. But I don't know why. why just just cancel it. You know? Yeah, I agree. At this point, that's too dangerous, and just just let it let it be. If you're not gonna have fans and they can do whatever they want, leave it out. See, before you can we wait a year, there's so many majors and everything smashed in there now. Anyway, like, yeah, the pros would probably be happy if they postponed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Ian Poulter wouldn't. Yeah, you know, he's the only it's guy. It's his fifth major. Right, so, um, before uh, we we, we uh, go into the the notable mentions, the mailbag, etc., I just wanted to um, touch upon some players. Uh, this was some stats I saw. It's it's it doesn't really. I guess it could tie into the exemption part. But Webb Simpson won what last week? Uh yeah. Right. Yeah, when I picked him the week before, he missed the cut. <laughs> right. Played like Homer. <laughs> you know. Do you know he his stats? He's he's played in two hundred and ninety tournaments. Okay. He's made two hundred and twenty five cuts. That's a seventy seven point six percent success rate. Incredible. Yeah. Thirty nine and a half million dollars. Right. Is that all? That's. <laughs> Jeez. Poor guy. Yeah. I was I was impressed with the stats. I started looking at it. Jim Furyk has an eighty two percent success at making cuts. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and he's played over 600 tournaments. Wow, that's, that's balling. Do you, you know who's got the best record of uh, or percentage? Uh, I could probably make a guess. I think this guy had a long streak at one point, huh? Yeah, Eldrick. Eldrick. Yes, 91% of tournaments he's played in, he made the cut. The Waffle House lurker doesn't mess around. He doesn't mess around. 92% kill rate. Uh, <laughs> career prize money, $121 million. He's going to make it. So Perfect. Well, that's, that's your exemption list for the US Open. You know, Why don't you get in contact with us? You know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. Tell us how you feel as if you would change the exemption list. Maybe we're completely wrong. Uh, I, I, I want Monday qualifiers. Yeah, we'll right. uh, throw it out there. Yeah, get some input. We're now going to move on to a wee bit of chat about our, our uh, wine partner, the mailbag questions, and of course, our notable mentions. Perfect. Four. As always, we go to the mailbag uh, in the podcast. That's I love the mailbag. I do love the mailbag, yes. Um, we got some smart listeners. They have some good questions. We get some great great questions. So yep. if, actually, if anyone's out there, you have a question or whatever you want us to talk about, You know, as I said, uh, in the last segment, podcast at glorifiedonkey.com so first one this is interesting what did you guys think about the experiment to have players mic'd up during regular tour events that's from a Jay Nance at Pebble Beach California okay yeah. Jay Nance right on um, I think it was a good idea you think? but it kind of fizzled they, they mic'd up a couple guys and there wasn't really much too much banter or really internal uh-huh. information going on there Mm-hmm. I mean, the one guy, I forget who it even was, I think maybe was it maybe Hadwin, mm-hmm. and he got called out because he thought it, well, there was a stone behind his ball in the bunker, but it was actually it was just a little hardened piece of sand, and he went to pick it up, and it disappeared. Oh. And then he called in the rules official, and he ended up getting a two-stroke penalty. It's, it's just kind of ridiculous. It's kind of harsh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think they did Ricky, too, and in and, and that celebrity match, right? Yeah. They mic'd them all up. There was not much, not much going on. And I think Kepka made a great point. He's like, hey, I haven't hit a shot in five years without a boom mic like 15 feet from me. Mm. If the announcers would just quit talking so much, just be quiet, you could actually hear what we're talking about. Several points right? there, great points you make. Yes, if you, American coverage of sport in general is they just, it's a bit like me caddying actually, talky talky. Yeah. And we need, <laughs> jabber jaw. Yeah. We, jabber, you, that's why you and Barry didn't get along. Yeah, we, we need a little bit more of, of you in the course where you're just, you know, 300 oh. yards away, you can't hear him. Where's just, Neil? Gone. Just, just disappear, man. They, it's just this, they feel as if, because to justify their wages, they have to be talking the whole time, analyze. That was one thing I was going to say about our, our, our boys in the last four days. The golf, the, the quality of the golf was dreadful, right? Yeah. It, really, it wasn't brilliant, was it? Come on. It wasn't great, but right? that's, that's golf. That's golf. But 
there was an autopsy of every <laughs> single yeah. shot. Yeah. Well, they like you said, they they watch the golf channel. That's you know, it. bring me, give me Peter Alice, right? Yeah. The guy hits a bad putt. Oh dear, oh. he's left himself some work. Oh. <laughs> Quiet <laughs> silence, and then he maybe he'll wobble this one in. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be oh well, you know, someone misses a thirty foot putt. Well, well, what happened there, Johnny? Oh, I think he just um, maybe he just missed the the line there, Lily. He left the toe open. You know, come on, he yeah. missed the putt. It's, it's a thirty foot putt. It's a thirty foot putt. Come on, you know. I agree. I, uh, so I would say generally a fizzle. Uh, Faisal, I, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. There's there's an obsession these days with we're part of this that we're give our opinion and with technology the way it is and these guys are out paying, playing for their living huge amounts of money. But the money that they're getting paid is obscene. It's not their fault. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd happily be out there getting sure. that kind of money. Yeah. But just say you know, yes. Why do we need to know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too much information boring. sometimes. It's too yeah. much. I agree. Yeah, so there you go, G yeah. Nance. Um, yeah, Settle I think was... down, G Nance. Yeah. <laughs> Keep, give us some five seconds of peace and quiet. Uh, what do you guys think of the experiment? Uh, it was rubbish. So, and it's not going to work. So, number two, next question. With drivers being so long these days, would you like to see courses be par 6 to 8 by having more par 3s where the tee shot demands long irons, hybrids, and fairway woods? thus making players use all the clubs in their bag. That's from Bobby in Houston in Texas. So. Yeah, not a, I mean, a decent idea because with the whole deal with DeChambeau now, it's just getting crazy, right? Par fours wow. are practically being eliminated. Yeah. These guys are hitting sandwich or wedge into mm. you know, 80% of the par fours, really. When I told you last week my top 10 courses I've played, I think thrown in there, there was a, a two or three courses at number 10. Merker up in Aberdeen was yep. one. I loved it because I'm taking four iron off a tee. I'm hitting five iron off a tee, seven iron. You know, really had to go through the whole bag. Yeah, think it out a little bit, right? Yeah, and I, I think we talked about, just in the last section, they are so inventful, they bring in the Zurich. That's their way of freshening things up. Yeah. Why? How about no drivers in the bag? No no woods, irons, um, putter only. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, they've been going through this for years now, trying to figure out how they stop the you know, inflating drive distances and making the courses more realistic again. But still, till now, no one's done anything. Yeah. It's just getting to be a, a pitch and putt, really. I, I still want to stick with my idea of a seven-club tournament. All right. I'll, I'll, yeah, it'll be fun. Or even fewer clubs, right? Maybe three? Yeah, do a three. See who's, who's, who's got the skills. With a, with a Monday qualifier, too. There we go. Uh, thanks for that one, Bobby. Moving on. I'm having issues with my putting. Do you think I should try using the claw grip? That's from a Rory McIlroy. So, <laughs> right. so, it's actually from Jeff Maryland. Okay. So the claw grip, incredible. Yeah, the one rule with the claw grip, claw grip is if you see one, someone using it, no gimmies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to put everything out because yeah. obviously you have some scar tissue. Yeah, I, I I want to do a video actually at some point on the YouTube channel. Actually, uh, we just got one video that's surpassed the twenty five thousand views. So nice tearing it up, yeah. but on the different variations of what we see, because Chris DeMarco was the first claw grip. Yeah, you, that's you know a, that? yeah. yeah, that was a while ago when he was well, battling with Tiger at the Masters, huh? And then it comes back and whatever, and then we see uh, the one I remember was Garcia. Yeah. So yeah. Garcia wins the the Masters. I think he's using the claw grip. So on the Monday morning, of course, we see every Tom, Dick, and Harry Everyone. trying their right. version of the claw grip. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Now, on the other side of the coin, <laughs> drinking a white claw while you putt, that's okay. Oh. We'll, we'll include that on the claw That's list. funny. 
That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, do a, I do. No, stay away from the claw grip, Jeff. It's yeah, I think it's it up. A, yeah. 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 Just just work away. Oh, you know? Yeah. Reverse overlap. Whatever. It's fine. Cross-handed, yeah. but work away from that. So last question of the mailbag. Big G, is it true that in Scotland there are a lot a lot more games of golf being played that are match play, alternate shot, etc. That's from Tommy. Doesn't say what he's wrong, but just Tommy. So uh, that would be true. The one game in Scotland that we have that probably I don't know you'll have a name for it over here. We call it greensums. Okay. And that's when you have you you know you have a partner. Uh, both players tee off, and then you select the best drive or the one you want. You usually have to have a minimum number of drives. All right. So I used to play with my dad, Fun. and I'd hit it about. You know, I don't know, 120 yards past them, and it would be it would be really funny. You know how so Blue by you. <laughs> we we would we would try and get his drives in as early as possible. Nice. And then we could start. I could could free it up a little, right? Yeah, and and there would be times where he wouldn't even. You know, I'd I'd hit and yeah. Why is he gonna? We'd walk? be walking off the tee, and the guys like, oh, you're not gonna hit Ian? They'd be like, no, why? Why, no. why would I do that? I'm just gonna break um, my back. So yeah, that's greensums. Do you, do you have a name for that over here? Uh, what, uh, like alter, uh, alternate shamble shot. or something? Is it shamble? Yeah, ever? shamble, right? Yeah, it always sounds greensome sounds a little bit more official. Oh, okay, it's more like the order of merit. I think it a... sounds a little more dodgy, but no, <laughs> greensome order of greensome. merit, shambles. Okay, you know, money shambles. list. Ah, it's yeah. just yeah, roving mulligan, traveling mulligan. <laughs> um, so notable mention this week is going to be our sponsor of the podcast and our new wine partner, Cult Wine. So this is uh, a Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, know? love it. That's very classy. It's created third-generation winemaker Rich Salverstrand. That's from that's up in Napa Valley. So Rich's family have been making wine for quite some time. I believe that they, they were growing grapes. I think he's the first one to actually make wine. Uh, medium body wine succeeded a great way to to the idea of produce a, a quality wine at a, a very affordable price. Nice. Uh, continually gets ninety plus points from uh, wine publications they are offering our listeners you people listening on a minimum of six bottles right 20 percent discount right so that it's the wine is 20 bucks with our discount it's going to be 16 dollars. Well, that's a heck of a deal because that's that's a nice wine yeah so enjoyed it the other we'll night. have information on the website also in the newsletter we'll probably put some social media posts out there but if you got a, a piece of paper or whatever right now it's go to thecultwine.com at thecultwine.com and use discount code, right, GOLF20, G-O-L-F-20, and that, you'll get your 20% discount, uh, six bottles or more. For other great full-bodied wines from Rich, you can check out the family-operated Salverstrand Winery, and that's Salverstrand, S-A-L-V-E-S-T-R-I-N, winery.com. So we actually at some point are going to go up to the winery later this year once everything, we, you know, lockdown it's back to normal we get back to some sort of normality we're going to go up there and do a podcast with rich and you know we'll go and throw some grapes at each sounds other. great yeah we'll, we'll go you know? we'll go squish some grapes in a barrel huh yes so we're actually we'll be working with him to get some sort of discount on, on the full range but that'll be uh, in the next couple of weeks uh one other point yeah we never did announce our winner yet Oh, for the go super weight, good call. Heavy title weight bout. We do have a winner. So this this was a previous episode where we were actually analysing Jack Nicholas Tiger Woods. Who's the best? 
It was I a believe. lot of good input, huh? Yeah, we split it into seven sections. We asked you, the listener, text us, email us, whatever, call us with what, you know, you mark it out of uh, like a boxing boxing match. Yeah. And the results are in. Oh, the results are in. Huge number of people got back to us. <clears throat> yes. The winner of the GOAT Super Heavyweight Title Bout at a score of 114, 109, and five draws. Wow. Jack Nicklaus! Ting, 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 ting. Yes. It so was close. tight. It was tight. A lot of people made a lot of great points, and yeah. that's what we came up with. That's that's yeah. our glorified donkey goat. I had a lot of conversations with people, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, but the technology and all oh, the golf course—that was not part of it. It doesn't matter because everyone else was playing the same golf courses. Everyone else had the same technology. This was purely based upon what won it for me for Jack Nicklaus was the finishes in the the majors. Yeah, and the the point, like you were saying, in 1965, he set the course record, the Masters. Yes. Next person to tie that record. 1997 Tiger. Yeah. So that's that's pretty impressive. So he, he on both their ends, but that's how close they he are. He wins it. Jack wins it just narrowly. Just a hair, though. Huh? Just by a hair. It was tough. Oh, beautiful. Any more notable mentions from yourself? I'm just, good, buddy. Just maybe rude and the boys. Yeah, like that. For our last Give them a uh, shout out. last four days. So I yep. uh, hope you guys are well. Hope you're listening. Uh, we have a bell end of the week. Oh, do you? This is completely off script. You normally, okay? it's, <laughs> you know, if it's not Big Tony, it's going to be something yeah. else in the golf. If it's not Patrick Reed, the Bubba Watson bell end of the week this week. This one goes. Myself and Mike were driving home uh, yesterday mm. after our loop, and this there's a I don't know four or five people in a convoy cycling. Anyway, this guy, it's freezing, by the way. You know what it gets like. It here. was chilly yesterday. 50 degrees. No, it was cold. I was putting my mask on for warmth. We go past <laughs> three or four people, right? And then we see this one guy, shirtless. Pair of shorts, shirtless, right? Mm. He's, he's got so much hair on his body, he looks like a monkey, <laughs> right? Good, a good look. Okay. 50, 50 degrees. Everyone else is wearing like jackets and. Yeah. And I went. To, I said to Mike, "Look at that bell end right there." And as we drive past <laughs> That's him, absolute, dude, he was wearing it. a mask. Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing a mask. You're like, someone, what, what is going on to the, in just, the world? Someone just shoot him. Yeah. So <laughs> he. Least, I, I don't know. At least get him off the road. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Oh god. You know. It'll just be Bell End. Just call him Sasquatch. Yeah. And you know. Sasquatch on a bike. Te- Teen Wolf. <laughs> Uh, uh, he will no chance he'll be listening to this podcast, but it was yeah. a wee bit of fun for us. There's some bell end That's a good on a bike, end. so That's uh, a solid bell end there. That that kind of brings us to a, a conclusion. Uh, we Neil. All right, buddy. It was so, a good time. Thank you for your yeah. time again. Uh, we're back in the horse. We're back caddying. It's it's yeah. good to be back. Back and getting the sea legs right. Exactly. Uh, make sure and get out to the cultwine.com golf twenty uh, YouTube channel glorified donkey. Go to the website glorifieddonkey.com we will be back in about 10 days with our next installment. Sounds good. So until then, uh, get out there, play golf, enjoy it, but more importantly, keep it humble. There you go. Peace out. Oh, yeah. I got this little problem. I got the hooking the ball, hooking the ball. Maybe you can help me with my problem on a Saturday night. Daddy always told me that I seem so strange. Now I'm working at the driving range. Looking for love, doing my scene. Trying to get the women to show me their swing. Oh, life is strange. Dreaming of the tour and working on the range. Oh, life is strange. You pay a green fee, man. Oh, no, there's another one in the world. You pay a green fee, man. You pay a green fee, man. The 
told me I'm a pro, we're gonna let you play. We're making you a member of the PGA. Couldn't pay the rent, I didn't make the cut. I never understand how I missed that putt. <laughs>